Welcome to the Paranormal Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Wright. Thanks for stopping by. This is the place to explore mysteries, investigate the otherworldly, and share stories of the inexplicable and the strange. You see, within the realm of our daily, ordinary lives, there is a paranormal factor always waiting to reveal itself. So let's begin exploring together the truly weird. Welcome listeners, and thanks for stopping by. I'm glad you could join me for this new episode where we anxiously look to the skies and find giant birds. But before we get started, let me remind you to visit our Facebook page where you're going to find monsters, many of which I'll bet you don't know, at least not yet, quizzes with answers given during the next episode, film, TV, and book recommendations, and some current paranormal news stories from out there in the world. Every week we put out new content just for you. Now, on to our episode. They are a total shock to the witnesses who have encountered them, and the stories of sightings just don't seem to go away. There are new ones every year. Giant flying creatures are being spotted in our skies, animals far too large to be normal natural specimen. And these gargantuans of the skies are seen far too often to be a limited occurrence. Something is in the skies, and people are seeing them. On February 24, 1976, while driving down a secluded road southwest of San Antonio, Texas, three school teachers in San Antonio's Southside School District found themselves driving in separate vehicles down a desolate road. They identified a pair of what looked to be giant birds, with bony structures and wingspans stretching 15 to 20 feet, a look reminiscent to one teacher of a pteranodon an extinct type of flying reptile that lived 160 million years ago. That's what three school teachers claimed to have witnessed. One witness, David Rendon, reported that the bird had a bony structure, you know, like when you hold a bat by the wingtips, like it has bones at the top and in between. News coverage from the San Antonio Evening News documented the sighting. A reporter contacted then-director of the San Antonio Zoo, Louis D. Zapato, to inquire about claims that a pteranodon was flapping its wings in the Lone Star State. Well, there's nothing in today's Texas that would be like that. I know of nothing that looks like that, but I sure would like two of them for the zoo, said D. Zapato. What exactly the teachers saw that day is unknown. Yet, during that time and in the years to follow, Dozens of similar sightings would be reported in the San Antonio and Rio Grande Valley areas. So, what are these giant beasts of the sky? Are they the Native American Thunderbird legends come to life? Rare aberrations of natural species of birds? Are people seeing pterosaurs that incredibly survived extinction all those eons ago? Or are excited people just misrepresenting facts and misinterpreting the commonplace? Well, to find out, let's take a look at the legends, the eyewitness sightings, and the possible explanations for giant birds in our skies. Several Native American tribes of the Great Plains, Southwest, Pacific Northwest, and Great Lakes regions all have myths and legends about thunderbirds, a type of giant bird that rode the winds ahead of big thunderstorms. Thunderbird themes are common among these tribes, as are stories of thunderbird encounters, but all myths have a kernel of truth to them, and indeed it is possible that Thunderbird legends are no different. 
The legend of the Thunderbird reaches back hundreds of years as part of the mythology of these Native American tribes of the Pacific Northwest and the Great Lakes region. It might have remained strictly a part of those cultures had not the great winged birds been seen countless times by frontiersmen and settlers over the centuries. According to the Native American myths, the giant Thunderbird could shoot lightning from its eyes, and its wings were so enormous they created peals of thunder when they flapped. Water fell off their backs creating rain, and some legends tell of enormous birds strong enough to carry whales back to their nests. Although dangerous and powerful beings, Thunderbirds were also seen as benevolent nature spirits, and they sometimes assisted the tribes in their search for food during periods of famine. Yet, Thunderbird is also a term used in cryptozoology to describe any large bird-like creature. Similar cryptids reported in the Old World were often called rocks, R-O-C-S, having lizard features like extinct pterosaurs. Records of Thunderbird sightings go back centuries, and the fossil record does show giant birds with wingspans between 12 and 18 feet were likely contemporary with early man. An atypical Thunderbird pictograph is found in Black Dragon Canyon, 15 miles west of Green River, Utah, painted by an artist of the Fremont culture. That would be circa 900 to 1100 A.D. Using a dark red pigment, the bird is seven feet long from wingtip to wingtip and has a crest, bat-like wings, and a tail. Claude Schaefer recorded several accounts of Blackfoot Indians seeing thunderbirds in Alberta and Montana in the 19th century. In 1879, the daughter of Red Paint, Mary Jane, and her white husband saw four huge birds at Chief Mountain Glacier National Park, Montana. And in 1897, Big Crow and his wife saw a large bird with a feathered ruff and bald head on the southern section of the Blackfoot Reservation. Today, Thunderbirds are generally regarded as a myth. By comparison, the largest known bird is the wandering albatross, with a wingspan of up to 12 feet. The largest predatory birds, which the Thunderbird is most often likened to, are the Andean condor, with a 10 and a half foot wingspan and the California condor with a 10 foot wingspan. Many tales of the Thunderbird are more recent than the Native American legends. The animal is almost always listed in the catalogs of cryptozoologists mysterious creatures. Although the Thunderbird has been allegedly sighted on numerous occasions, a credible photograph or video of one has never been produced. And a specimen has never been killed or captured. Except perhaps once. A tale comes out of the Arizona Territory Desert about two cowboys who encountered a giant flying creature in 1890. The cowboys took careful aim with their rifles at the incredible creature and blasted it from the sky. According to an article in the April 26, 1890 edition of the Tombstone Epigraph, the cowboys and their horses dragged the lifeless monster into town where its wingspan was measured at an incredible 190 feet and its body measured at 92 feet long. It was described as having no feathers but a smooth skin and wings composed of a thick and nearly transparent membrane. Clearly, this description more readily resembles a pterodactyl than a large bird. Most paranormal researchers consider this story to be a good example of Old West creative writing on the part of the newspaper, but there may be a hint of truth in it. In 1970, a man named Harry McClure claimed he knew one of the cowboys when he was a small boy. The real story, as the cowboy told the youth, 
was the creature they shot at had a wingspan of 20 to 30 feet. They did not kill the Thunderbird, however, and returned to town only with their fantastic story to show. One more intriguing element to this tale is that a photo was supposedly taken of the great creature held up with its wings spread by several townspeople. Amazingly, many people recall seeing this photograph printed in Fate, National Geographic, or Grit magazine, or in some book about the Old West, but as of now, this photo has never surfaced. What about pterodactyls? There have been many modern-day eyewitness sightings of creatures that by description sound like pterosaurs or pterodactyl sightings. There are also intriguing rock carvings and even photographs suggesting this species of amazing flying monsters could have survived extinction. They could have soared through the skies of the southwestern United States until very recently and might still exist in small numbers in remote parts of the world. Pterosaurs were not dinosaurs, but a family of large flying reptiles, pterosaur means winged lizard, that included the pterodactyl and the pteranodon. The pterosaurs stood on two rather spindly legs. They had wings composed of a leathery membrane stretching from the animal's extremely long fourth finger to its body. Despite their appearance, they were not related to birds, and they were highly successful flyers. Although there seems to be no hard evidence that pterosaurs did not die out millions of years ago, no pterosaurs have ever been captured and no bodies have ever been found, sightings still persist. Stories of flying reptiles have been recorded for many hundreds of years, and comparable stories appear from civilizations around the world. Some think tales of mythical dragons and the lore of many cultures around the world could be attributed to the sightings of pterosaurs. Here are some modern accounts. May 1961, New York State. A businessman flying his private plane over the Hudson River Valley claimed that he was buzzed by a large flying creature that he said looked like a pterodactyl. The early 1960s, California. A couple driving through Trinity National Forest reported seeing the silhouette of a giant bird that they estimated to have a wingspan of 14 feet. They later described it as resembling a pterodactyl. September 1982, Los Fresnos, Texas. An ambulance driver named James Thornton was interrupted while driving on Highway 100 by his sighting of a large bird-like object flying low over the area. He described it as black or grayish with a rough texture, but no feathers. It had a five to six foot wingspan, a hump on the back of its head, and almost no neck at all. After consulting some books to identify the creature, he decided it looked most like a pterosaur. While other reports of pterosaur-like creatures have come out of places like Arizona, Mexico, and Crete, it is out of Central Africa that some of the most interesting stories have come. While traveling through Zambia in 1923, Frank H. Mellon collected reports from locals of an aggressive flying reptile they called Kongamoto, which means overwhelmer of boats. The locals who were occasionally tormented by these creatures described them as being featherless, with smooth skin, having a beak full of teeth, and a wingspan of between four and seven feet. When shown illustrations of pterosaurs, Mellon reported, the people identified them as most resembling Kongamoto. In 1925, a local man was allegedly attacked by a creature that he identified as a pterosaur. This occurred near a swamp in Rhodesia where the man suffered a large wound in his chest, he said was caused by the monster's long beak. In 
In the late 1980s, noted cryptozoologist Roy Mackle led an expedition to Nambia after hearing reports of a prehistoric-looking creature with a wingspan of up to 30 feet. The expedition, however, was not successful in finding any such creature. If pterosaurs really died out with the dinosaurs and their fossil remains were not first discovered until 1784, then a depiction of one could not possibly exist in an ancient rock carving. Yet a pictograph found high on a cliff face near Thompson, Utah seems to show just that. While many experts believe the drawing is a bird, the beak, head prominence, wings, and legs also look very much like those of a pterosaur. Another fascinating tale of a pterosaur actually coming out of stone dates back to 1856 in France. Workmen were digging through Jurassic-era limestone for a railway tunnel between two lines. When a large boulder of limestone was split open, the workers were astonished to see a large winged creature come tumbling out. They said it fluttered its wings, let out a croaking noise, and then dropped dead at their feet. The creature had thick, black, leathery skin, a beak full of sharp teeth, long talons for feet, and membrane-like wings that spanned 10 feet 7 inches by their measure. The body of the creature was taken to the nearby town of Gray, according to the story, where it was identified as a pterodactyl by a student of paleontology. As reported in the Illustrated London News of February the 9th, 1856, the rock in which the creature had apparently been entombed for millions of years contained a precise mold of its body. And while there are no known actual photos of pterodactyls, there are plenty of hoaxes. A quick search of the internet finds many photos from the Civil War and Old West eras purporting to show men who killed pterodactyls. All have been deemed hoaxes with faked photos. Though as fake photos go, they are pretty impressive. Still, lack of evidence hasn't stopped many people from reporting truly bizarre encounters with giant winged creatures over the years. There's no doubt they believe what they saw and were affected by the encounters. So let's hear a few of the tales and see what you think. We start in the state of Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, on May the 26th, 2013, two friends were walking through the woods near Bryn Athen Castle and were startled by something extraordinary. It was extremely loud, and I glanced up and saw a huge black bird, the witness said in his report. It was sitting above us, and we seemed to startle it. It flew about 100 feet to a nearby branch, its wingspan was at least 10 feet, and judging by how far it was, it looked to be about 4 feet tall. And this was far from the first sighting of such a creature in Pennsylvania. On the evening of Tuesday, September the 25th, 2001, a 19-year-old claimed to have seen an enormous winged creature flying over Route 119 in South Greensburg, Pennsylvania. The witness's attention was drawn to the sky by a sound that resembled flags flapping in a thunderstorm. Looking up, the witness saw what appeared to be a bird that had a wingspan of an estimated 10 to 15 feet and a head about 3 feet long. The South Greensburg witness told researcher Dennis Smeltzer that the huge black or grayish-brown bird passed overhead at about 50 to 60 feet. I wouldn't say it was flapping its wings gracefully, the witness told Smeltzer, but almost horrifically flapping its wings very slowly than gliding above the passing big rig trucks. 
The witness observed the creature for about 90 seconds, seeing it land on the branches of a dead tree, which nearly broke under its great weight. Unfortunately, no other witnesses saw the bird on this date, and no tangible evidence could be found for the bird after the site was searched. What makes this story more interesting, however, maybe even plausible, is that other sightings with similar descriptions were reported in Pennsylvania in June and July of 2001. On June the 13th, a resident of Greenville, Pennsylvania, was startled by the great size of a grayish-black creature seen soaring overhead, at first thinking it was a small airplane or ultralight aircraft. This witness observed the bird for at least 20 minutes, clearly seeing its fully feathered body and confidently estimating its wingspan to be about 15 feet and its body length at about 5 feet. A neighbor of the witness claimed to have seen the creature the next day, describing it as the biggest bird I ever saw. Less than a month later, on July the 6th, a witness in Erie County, Pennsylvania, reported a very similar sighting, according to an item in Fortean Times magazine. Again, the creature's wingspan was estimated to be 15 to 17 feet, and was described as dark gray with little or no neck, and a circle of black under its head. Its beak was very thin and long, about a foot in length. Meanwhile, over in Illinois, Bigfoot researcher and cryptozoologist author Lauren Coleman wrote about a series of Thunderbird sightings in the 1940s. On April the 10th, 1948, three individuals in Overland, Illinois, spotted what they originally thought to be a passing plane. But after seeing a large set of flapping wings, they realized this plane was something very different indeed. A few weeks later in Alton, Illinois, a man and his son saw what they described as an enormous bird creature with a body shaped like a naval torpedo. The creature was flying at about 500 feet and cast a shadow the same size as a small passenger plane. And way out west in Alaska, witnesses to a Thunderbird sighting in 2002 in Alaska claimed the bird they saw looked like something out of Jurassic Park. According to these witnesses, the huge bird had a reptilian appearance and a 14-foot wingspan. It was larger and distinctive enough that it is unlikely the witnesses mistook it for a seagull or an eagle. The Anchorage Daily News ran stories on the sightings. A heavy equipment operator from Togiak, Moses Kupchiak, spotted the bird. At first I thought it was one of those old-time otter planes, Kupchiak said. Instead of continuing toward me, it banked to the left, and that's when I noticed it wasn't a plane. In mid-January 2018, eyewitness Tabitha Bauer spotted a huge bird in the Mendenhall Valley of Juneau, Alaska. She stated in a post in the popular Facebook page, Juneau Community Collective, Attention, I was just driving by the movie theater in the valley, and there was a huge black bird flying above the road. The wingspan had to be at least 20 feet. It was almost as wide as the road. I've lived here all my life, and I've never seen anything like that. It freaked me out. It was not a raven or an eagle. This is not a joke. This thing was huge, almost the size of a small airplane. Did anyone else see it? Bauer, recounting the sighting in the Juno Empire newspaper a few days after spotting the bird, said it was like an eagle, but five times as big. She couldn't think of any other way to describe the odd encounter. She spotted it around 4 p.m. on January the 16th, what would have been dusk. Bauer was driving to the bank, alone in her car. There was rain on her windshield, so she turned on her wipers to clear the view. And 
That was when she saw a massive jet black bird with a short tail flying level with the treetops over Mendenhall Loop Road toward her. Bauer said the bird flapped its wings, soared a little higher, and flew at a fast clip over her car at about 50 feet in the air. I looked up and right at that point there was a gigantic huge black bird flying right above my truck. It was basically following the roadway along the treetops. I slowed down to try to get a better look at it. It was heading toward the glacier. The wingspan was almost as wide as the road, Bauer said. It was the biggest thing I've ever seen in my life. It w- and it was, it was very concerning. I- I've never seen anything like that. Bauer said that it definitely had feathers, but she couldn't make out a beak. The body of it itself had to have been six to eight feet, Bauer said. I know it sounds nuts. I've been getting a lot of ridicule on Facebook about it, like I'm crazy, but I wanted to post it in case anyone else had seen it. Another woman who asked the Empire to use only her first name, Diane, said she saw something very similar, this time perched, or attempting to perch, in a tree near her home late at night a few years ago. Diane went out to smoke a cigarette at our Lemon Creek home and noticed that all the birds in the area were excited. All you heard was the whooshing sound in my tree. I went inside and grabbed a flashlight. It was so large I couldn't even get an outline of what type of bird it was, Diane said. Diane noticed downed branches littered her yard in the morning. That sounds crazy, but it was huge, she said. I don't even go camping anymore. Finally, there are strange experiences in 1976 Texas. Along with the school teachers mentioned earlier, There were other sightings in south-central Texas in 1976 in the area of the Rio Grande. On New Year's Day, two teenage girls, then 11-year-old Tracy Lawson and her 14-year-old cousin Jackie Davies, stated they observed a scary five-foot-tall bird eyeing them in their yard as they played. The girls couldn't believe what they were seeing. They yelled out at the top of their lungs and the bird flew away. The girls' parents came outside to investigate but didn't see anything. Later, as they walked closer to where the girls said the bird had been, they saw on the ground one giant feather about 40 inches long and fresh footprints on the ground that were later featured on a local news broadcast. Another early sighting of the creature known locally as Big Bird occurred on the morning of January the 7th, 1976. Policeman Arturo Padilla of San Benito, Texas spotted something unusual in the headlights of his cruiser. Padilla described the creature as looking like a big bird, a really big bird. A few minutes later, Padilla's fellow officer, Homer Galvin, also reported seeing the creature in the form of a black silhouette that glided through the air. Also on January the 7th, a Brownsville man named Alverco Guajardo heard something slam into his trailer home, and when he went out to confront the perpetrator, he claimed he stood face to face with a bird of... but not a bird, like something from another planet. It's got wings like a bird, but it's no word, Guajardo told the Houston Post. One week later, Raymondville resident Armando Grimaldo experienced the most terrifying encounter to date when he was sitting outside smoking a cigarette one evening. Suddenly, Grimaldo heard the sound of great flapping wings. He got up from his chair to find out what he was hearing when he came face to face with a huge creature. Fearing for his life, he turned the other way and ran as fast as he could, but in doing so, he tripped and fell. As he tried to get up, he felt the giant claws of the bird 
dig into his back, trying to lift him up into the air. He tried to fight back against the creature and was able to break free, but was wounded with blood streaming down his back. He was later transported to the Willisie County Hospital in a state of shock. The police came to investigate his story. It was a big bird, giant claws. It had huge red eyes. It's the most I've been scared in my life, said Grimaldo in his account of the story. That same week, another man named Francisco Magalanes reported he also had been attacked by a giant bird at Eagle Pass, and doctors confirmed that he had sustained deep scratches by some sort of wild animal. Other notable reports included two sisters who spotted a big bird at a watering hole in Brownsville on the 18th, as well as two soldiers who had a sighting on a ranch near Poteet the same day. At one point, the fervor was so great that everyone from local radio station owners to oil tycoons were offering a substantial reward for the capture of the creature. Then, as suddenly as the big bird had appeared, it seemingly vanished, perhaps returning to its native habitat in some remote area. Reports of giant birds from around Texas are still reported, indicating there's still something astonishing flying around the region. In his book, Unexplained, Jerome Clark lists many more sightings, including, in the early 1940s, writer Robert L. Lyman spotted a thunderbird sitting on a road near Cordesport, Pennsylvania. It soon took to the sky, spreading its 20-foot wingspan. In 1969, the wife of a Clinton County, Pennsylvania sheriff saw an enormous bird over Little Pine Creek. She said its wingspan appeared to be about as long as the creek was wide. That's about 75 feet. In 1970, several people saw the same gigantic bird soaring toward Jersey Shore in Pennsylvania. It was dark-colored, and its wing spread was almost like an airplane. So, what do you think, listeners? Is it possible people are seeing actual giant birds in the sky? Or even pterodactyls? It would seem that the wingspan descriptions are at least two to three times the span of any avian species that we know of today. If not true, then what could account for these sightings? Well, let's see what the skeptics have to say to explain these weird encounters. Not long after the 1976 Texas sightings, a five-foot-tall jabiroo, the tallest flying bird found in South and Central America with a wingspan of up to nine feet, was found far from its Latin American home near the Rio Grande River. This was combined with video footage of a large blue heron, which was passed off on a local news program as genuine footage of the strange creature. It led some to conclude the whole big bird frenzy was nothing more than non-indigenous birds being misidentified by over-eager eyewitnesses. Angelo P. Caparella, an ornithologist at Illinois State University, argues the existence of such undiscovered large birds is highly unlikely, especially in North America. There is not enough food, Caparella says, in many areas where abnormally large birds are reported. Perhaps more important, according to Caparella, is the lack of sightings by the legions of competent bird watchers scanning the skies of the U.S. and Canada, who sometimes make surprising observations with their cameras. Were there breeding populations of large, unknown birds? Caparella contends they could not remain unknown very long. Skeptics have considered the following in explaining these giant bird sightings. Thunderbirds may have been early large birds or pteratorns. However, they died out over 10,000 years ago, and since no known flying bird today is bigger than an albatross or an Andean condor, 
it's unlikely any pterotorns escaped extinction, though it is possible. Pterosaurs are cited as suspects of giant bird sightings, but this seems far-fetched, as pterosaurs, according to science, have been long extinct for around 66 million years. Some exotic non-native birds, like the African crowned eagles and Andean condors, possibly escaping from captivity, may have played a role in these sightings. African crowned eagles are said to have caused so-called thunderbird attacks, and Andean condors have been mistaken for the larger mythical thunderbird at first glance. And finally, sightings may just be hoaxes made by mistaken identifications of rare bird species, perpetuated purposely by pranksters, or inflated unintentionally by cryptid enthusiasts. Skeptics also point to optical illusion. Skeptics maintain sightings are simply instances of optical illusion or weird perspective. Multiple birds flying through just the right lighting could have caused the appearance of a large shadow. The contrast of one bird really close to a viewer with other birds farther away in the background could have easily tricked the eye of a beholder into believing they saw a giant bird. And what of Thunderbirds? Native American skeptic Noah Nez, writing in Skeptical Inquirer magazine, notes there is no correlation between Thunderbirds, giant birds, or pterodactyls. Thunderbirds are unlike any extinct prehistoric or living species of birds presented by many cryptozoologists and monster enthusiasts. Because they are mythical creatures inspired by animals familiar to the groups of people living at the time these stories originated, they are intended as a way to explain the natural world, Nez writes. Claims of modern Thunderbird sightings are not even supported by Native American stories. No person has ever seen a Thunderbird, even in dreams or in the visions of medicine men. According to the Native American mythologies, Thunderbirds have no actual physical form, Ness says. Well, there are some rebuttals to these positions. San Antonio-based cryptozoologist Ken Gerhardt has appeared on multiple History Channel programs and has written several books on the big birds. He has spoken with countless individuals claiming sightings in the south-central Texas region over the years. Gerhardt believes the existence of big birds is possible and fascinating. And if they exist, their home base has to be somewhere remote and largely unexplored, like the Sierra Nevada mountains of Mexico. When they show up in Texas, that would make them massive, unknown birds simply thrown off their path. And remember the remarkable sightings in 2018 in Juneau, Alaska? There were reasonable explanations proposed that, well, just didn't really fit the facts. It's debatable what the biggest bird in Alaska is, but one candidate is the black-footed albatross, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service raptor biologist Steve Lewis said. They can have a wingspan of six to eight feet, but it's highly unlikely an albatross would venture into the valley. Strong winds can sometimes blow an albatross inland, but they're generally ocean-going birds that stick to the coast, Lewis said. Over the water, there's a potential to see something that may have wings like an albatross, but wouldn't be jet black, and it wouldn't be over the valley at all, Lewis said. The Stellar's Eagle is another candidate. Like the black-footed albatross, those can have a wingspan of 6 to 8 feet, but they generally don't venture as far north as Juno. A third and more likely explanation is that the bird was an immature female bald eagle, those are the largest birds that are frequently in the area, Lewis said. 
Young bald eagles have bigger feathers than older eagles, he explained, which aid them as they learn to fly and can make them look larger than they are. Bauer and Diane were both adamant about the size of the bird they saw, so neither the albatross, Stellar's eagle, or immature female bald eagle squares with their account. They're all too small and the wrong colors. According to a review by National Geographic in 2011, 86% of the Earth species have not yet been fully discovered. Many of these creatures are likely in the domain of the minuscule, but something strange and big might be out there. Some skeptics have claimed such a large bird could never have flown, but several flying creatures with huge wingspans are indeed known. A prehistoric vulture-like bird had a wingspan of around 23 feet and was capable of flight. And the massive Cretaceous era pterosaur was the largest known flying creature in history with a wingspan of around 40 feet. Matt Cartmill, professor emeritus of evolutionary anthropology at Duke University, said that it's not impossible for there to be living pterosaurs today, but it is highly unlikely. I can't believe that if there were living pterosaurs in North America, three centuries of naturalists, explorers, farmers, hunters, trappers, and biologists would never have run across a single specimen, living or dead, Carthill told the Raleigh News and Observer. I'd rank it as being slightly more probable than living unicorns in Raleigh and Durham, but only slightly, he said. Certainly the easiest and best practical explanation is that most of these sightings are simple misidentification of actual large birds like eagles and albatross. But that comfortable conclusion doesn't cover all of the sightings. And in some cases, the perspective gained by the width of a road or the height of a tree has led to witness certainty that what they saw was truly beyond the natural. Much like Bigfoot, the lack of proof is frustrating. There are no dead or alive specimens that have ever been found, no conclusive photo or video, and rarely any physical evidence at all. But those astonishing eyewitness accounts remain, unwavering in their reports of what they saw and experienced. It's almost enough to make you glance up at the skies every so often, just in case. Postscript Pterosaur sightings in North Carolina in 2021. There's been a growing belief of modern pterosaurs living in North Carolina of late. Cryptozoologist Jonathan Whitcomb, author of the book Modern Pterosaurs, recently published an article about the creatures, including new pterodactyl sightings in North Carolina. He commented, My associates and I believe that these are non-extinct pterosaurs, what many people would call pterodactyls or flying dinosaurs. Cynthia Lee, who has been studying to become a veterinary technician, reported to Whitcomb an apparent pterosaur that she saw on Thursday, January the 4th, 2021 in Raleigh. She was sure the flying creature had no feathers, but it did have a long tail with a diamond-shaped bulb at the end of it. It also had a head crest. She also spotted the creature the week before. Lee was taking an Uber ride to work when she saw the same crested creature out the window. The driver, however, did not see it. Whitcomb recently wrote an article on LivePterosaurs.com, which includes several more North Carolina sightings. In Charlotte, North Carolina, a man and his cousin saw something bringing to his mind the word dragon. The man said, it looked like what I had seen in a Jurassic Park movie. 
in Asheville, North Carolina, a lady saw a huge black-winged creature fly very low over her car. It had no feathers but sharp edges to its features. And in Jacksonville, North Carolina, an eyewitness saw something huge flying in the sky. It looked like a pale, greenish-white and smooth-skinned thing. It didn't appear to have any feathers, and it had the tail with the diamond shape on the end. North Carolina is considered by many cryptozoologists to be one of America's seven pterosaur hotspot states. The others are Virginia, Georgia, Texas, Utah, California, and Hawaii. So if you find yourself in one of these seven states, you might want to keep your eyes on the sky. Well, next time on the Paranormal Factor podcast, we move cautiously into the woods and the mountains. It is encountered in the wilderness, born of blood and suspected to be the supernatural consequence of cannibalism. It is one of the most feared of all cryptids, the Wendigo. The Wendigo has been said to exist for centuries. Legends tell of it hunting Native American tribes and preying upon early travelers in the wilderness. And like werewolves, there is a method to the madness of its creation. The conditions must be right, and the circumstances unavoidable, to cause the transformation, which, if met, can then happen at will. You see, there is more than one Wendigo, and the potential for more exists even today. According to legend, why, even you could become a Wendigo. But how are Wendigos created? What supernatural powers do they possess? And how can you protect yourself and loved ones from the fearsome beast? Join us as we walk the woods and mountains in search of a legendary creature, the Wendigo, next time on the Paranormal Factor Podcast. And now it's time for the episode quiz. It is time for the quiz, all right, so here we go. What monster reports recently came from Chicago? Was it A, a giant bat creature, B, massive sewer reptile, C, werewolf, D, evil gnome? Once again, what monster reports recently came from Chicago? Was it giant bat creatures? Massive sewer reptiles, werewolves, or evil gnomes? And the answer is... A. A giant bat creature. Sightings of a bat-like creature have been reported throughout Chicago since 2017, and the sightings have continued. This cryptid is reported to look very much like a giant bat. By the second week in August of 2017, there had been nearly 30 sightings of a large flying humanoid in the Chicago area, according to Lon Stickler, who has been tracking reports on his website, Phantoms and Monsters, and for the singular Fortean Society. Stickler started hearing stories about a winged creature in Chicago in 2011, when he received three reports. Most of the sightings in 2017 occurred near Lake Michigan. On August the 9th, 2017, along North Lakeshore Drive, a wife and husband were walking at around 9.20 p.m. when they saw a winged form swoop from the sky and eventually fly toward them. They stated the large winged being slowly descended in front of them, no more than 25 feet away. It hovered about 5 feet above the sidewalk with its wings spread open. It stared at the couple with large, bright red eyes that slowly altered back and forth in intensity. Several people on the other side of the street, including a delivery van driver, reacted with screams and frightened yelps. 
The winged being hovered for ten seconds, then quickly pulled the wings into its body and shot up quickly into the night sky. A witness in Carroll Stream spotted a four-foot bat-like creature in the summer of 2020 while driving on Morton Road around 3 a.m. The driver told the website Phantoms and Monsters, Both times I saw it during last summer on Morton Road. The first time, I only caught a quick glimpse as it took off flying from the side of a small pond. I figured it was a crane that got spooked by coyotes or something, but they're not nocturnal. The second time was at the corner of Morton Road as I was waiting at a stop sign for a car, the resident said. I began turning left and it flew right in front of us. The other car stopped also to check it out. It then turned sharply. That's when I saw its bat-like wings as it flew through nearby backyards. It definitely was not a large owl. In September 2020, the winged beast was spotted by a postal worker who was leaving a shift at O'Hare International Airport. In this recent report, the creature was described as having intense red eyes. According to the Singular Fortean Society, the witness said, At first, I thought it was some kind of very, very large bird, but I've never seen any bird that stood almost seven feet tall. I'm 5'4", and this thing looked taller than me by at least two feet. This thing then started making some type of chirping sound, almost a half chirp and a half click like someone was clicking their tongue, but much, much faster. It then made some type of screeching sound and took off running toward me. It got to within 10 feet of me and took off into the air and flew above me. Well, there have been enough witnesses of the Chicago creature to warrant further investigation. So we'll have an entire episode on this scary entity next year on the Paranormal Factor Podcast. Well, that'll do it for this episode. A theme song is Knockers by Cinco, courtesy of Upbeat Music. Hey, before you leave, if you could, please do me just two favors. First of all, if you did enjoy the show, please leave a like on your favorite listening application. And secondly, if you liked what you heard, please spread the word. Love to have some new listeners out there to join you. I'm your host, Richard Wright. Keep your eyes open for the unusual folks, and thanks for stopping by.